delicious. Hello and welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rather Me Out podcast. We are going to talk about a 1-0 victory, another victory, another game of beating for Rather Me Out on Friday night against Stockport County. We have the Pizza Trophy draw to cover, preview the FA Cup draw, and we're going to preview a return to league action on Tuesday night as Gillingham, uh, Steve Evans as Gillingham, come to the New York Stadium. Um, we're same again, so we have myself, Matt, we have Mick and Danny with us. Thank you for joining us, boys. Hello. Hello, everybody. How are we doing? And we're recording on Sunday evening. How are we? How are we all doing? You're all nice and chilled, ready for the working week again. Oh, mate, I can't wait. <clears throat> I cannot wait. Let me tell you. Oh, sorry. No. What? what I didn't mean that. What did I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. Oh well. Yeah. Well, we're going to look forward to another another week of Tuesday Saturday football, which is good. You know, we've got all Rotherham United to talk about and all of them to do. So let's start with that. Um, as we mentioned, Friday evening was a 1-0 victory against Stockport. As we said, non-league Stockport County. Um, let's start with the lineup. Dan, we talked a lot about the lineup on the preview episode on Thursday. We thought we would go as strong as possible. And that's exactly what we did. That that, that could be the team that plays on Tuesday with injuries meeting, couldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's also nice to know that I'm slowly getting into Paul Warren's head in terms of how he selects his teams, like raking in the final points, you know, we're getting there. So that's me happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the game itself, Mick, should we, should we talk about Stockport before we talk about the actual game, before we talk about the modern side of things? Um, first of all, their crowd was spectacular, 2000, whatever it was. What Paul Warren called them the best crowd there's been at New York Stadium, that may or may well be the case. That's an arguable point, but they were. They made a great noise, as you'd expect if we were in this situation. I think the exact same would happen, wouldn't it? To be fair. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's a good, good turnout, but they're a big club. You know, it's not. It's not as though it's a surprise, really, is it? That that they're a well-supported club. So, um, so yeah. I mean, it was. It made it made for a decent atmosphere, um, despite the fact that probably a third of the ground wasn't open because. Um, we, we obviously didn't sell as many tickets as, as we could have done, which is no criticism on anybody. You know, it just it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, they made it a decent atmosphere. Um, I'm quite quite impressed with that. I guess um, as a team, maybe not so much. Go on. Well, oh come on! I mean, it. I don't know. I don't know. There's a reason I don't watch Premier League football. I, I, I tend not to watch it. You know, because we've got people just throwing themselves at floor every time a bird flies off the top of the stadium, you know, and draft a win from it. It's just pathetic. Um, and we saw talking about. Yeah, well, we saw it two or three times, didn't we? You know, it, it's just, I don't know. Uh, I can't be doing with it. I can't be doing with it. It's cheating, ultimately, uh, is what it is. Whether you, which, Whichever way you want to dress it up. You know, it's cheating. And I don't like it when we do it. And then when we do it, I will call it out. So that, you know, I'm not sort of picking on anybody from, from any other sides, any other teams. If, if we do it, I will call it out. 
Um, and, and Ben Wiles has had his moment over, over the years, particularly in the Championship, of throwing himself on floor. Don't like it. Um, and obviously, I mean, we'll come on to specific incidents in game, but for me, that kind of spoiled um, spoiled the performance at Stockport when it when it happened. Yeah, Just I think my, my view. Let's cover the incident. Uh, it was the incident yeah. with Scott Quigley um, was fouled. The foul wasn't given; it was offside. Um, but the ball sort of broke through. Mikhail Miller tracked back, uh, won the ball, um, but Scott Quigley effectively claiming that Mikhail Miller was overly aggressive. And based on his reaction, you'd assume there was a serious injury from Scott Quigley. It really was a, a, a crazy reaction. Uh, the referee deemed it a booking, which is unsurprising on his overall performance. The referee, but Danny, it was stupid. And to be fair, if, if the Lino hadn't put the flag up, the referee could have made, given it a worse decision based on what he did. But in way to me, he got ball on the replay. I'm still convinced that he got ball first. Yeah, I, I am. I mean, yeah, I've watched it on the replay. I've watched it back through the vlog, and he gets ball. But the thing is. He doesn't get the ball and it goes flying off his leg. He sort of gets the ball and stops it dead in its yeah. tracks. And Scott Quigley was a, I think he was a bricklayer before he was a professional footballer. And I've never seen a bricklayer <laughs> behave like that before. No. You know what I mean? If it, if it were a bricklayer playing for his Sunday league team, he'd have squared up and headbutted him, wouldn't he? Would, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And it's not like Miller has gone in with intent. He's gone to win the ball. And yeah, and he has done effectively. It's just that, like I say, it hasn't gone flying, so it's not quite as clean cut, if you like. Um, but yeah, ref, uh, the linesman right to give off sides, and then the referee sort of made a botch of it because obviously mm. he's gone down like someone shot him in his leg. Um, Miller's come out injured as well because he's fallen on top mm. of him. Um, but then for some reason, Quigley's allowed just to carry on with the game, but Miller's gold to go to the sideline because he needs to be waved back on but then he's booked for the challenge even though it wasn't actually a foul and he's given offside like we were all perplexed uh, perplexed in the uh, in the stands as like well what what's happening yeah. <laughs> you know it, yeah. it it was a very confusing situation but i mean you can sort of see where the refs coming from with the yellow card because it was a hard challenge but you know it's either you give the offside and nothing's given or mm. you give the foul, and if you think the challenge is dangerous, then you send Miller off. But he's sort yeah, of yeah, absolutely. weirdly compromised in the middle, yeah. you know, by giving us the, the the free kick for the for the offside, but then still booking Miller. Like mm. <sighs> anyway, yeah. I think, I think... Um, Karma came round for Stockport in the end because they had a they had a goal disallowed for offside as well, mm. and. I don't know if you listened to uh, Football Heaven, anybody who's watching or listening, but Ronnie Moore said he thought he were on the side. Unfortunately, he took a deflection of one of their players yeah. to get through to um, Paddy Madden, and that's why it was given offside. So, Well, I, I have a, somebody at the ground who was working in line with it, not, not a mm. reporter, and he said that from the initial free kick, he were offside anyway, according to oh, the, right, the, okay. the guy down there. Um, so apparently... Apparently, Ronnie's wrong on this occasion, unfortunately, for him. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But now, back, back to Miller's challenge. Referees botched it, aren't they? Yeah. If he thinks that that is a challenge that's caused an injury, um, such as Quigley suggested it had caused, which obviously will put somebody in hospital, then it's a red. It's last man. 
You know, if it's a foul, he's yeah, yeah. Uh, last man. So if it's a foul, it's a red. Uh, but I mean, the referee does, would just. You know, does last man come into it? And you know, when he's offside, does last man still come into it? Because uh, do you know what I mean? I don't. I don't know if it well, does. Well, it actually make their player the last man technically. Um, yeah. was, I remember when I was still reporting on college football, there was this uh, decision that was given where the goalkeeper ended up being the last man because the defender was stood on the goal line. So because the play mm. was beyond the goalkeeper, he was technically last man. But I think right. when it's offside, because the attacker is the last man, mm. because he's between the defender and the keeper, I don't think it'd come into it. Yeah. Um, but based on the reaction, it should be sent off straight away. Straight red card is his leg, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the offside, we're offside. There's no question about that. That's, there's no issue with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, whatever. He got very happy at yellow cards doing that ref. I mean, uh, he, he, he yeah. got that happy with him. I got one for going up too early for my half time pie. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, it's just, it, it, I'm amazed he didn't make a, a rod for his own back to the point where he had to send somebody off. Uh, yeah, oh, Freddie I'm amazed. Get as well at one point. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even a push rate. Right? If, if you get pushed over by Freddie Ladapo, you've done something wrong. You've either faked it or you've fallen <laughs> over something else. He doesn't like he's got the strength to push anyone over. And he doesn't like the type of personality either. He's chilled as anything, isn't he? You're not gonna see yeah. that from Freddie. But he did get booked I mean, for that as well, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you've if you've gone to ground by being pushed over by Freddie Ladipo, I don't think you should be outside in a strong wind because you're bound to go no. down anyway. But yeah. <laughs> Oh, referees and me are good. The referees association and me are going to have a very big disagreement soon because we've had a shocker at Oxford. Same with the mm. uh, the bloke who refereed vale. Yeah, Port Vale and now Stock and now Stockport. And I saw a stat on Twitter. Um, I can't remember who posted it. So if you're watching, please tell us in the comments if it's you. Um, they said that every other team in League One has won more free kicks. I think I think he's free kicks. There's one more free kicks than Rotherham in their opening 19 games. Rotherham have won the least free kicks, but have had the most given against us. That sounds about right. I can believe that. Yeah, but you've got to you've got to remember, Danny, what an aggressive physical side we are. <laughs> yeah, but we're League One bullies, aren't we? You know what I mean? Yeah. We need a new meme from the RUFC of, of um, <laughs> what's his face Nelson bullying League One. We need a new meme. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do, yeah. Um, away from the referee, I'm sure we'll mention again yeah. in a minute because of how bad it was, but um, the performance, Mick, it was from us for the first 45 minutes anyway. For me, it was below par. Uh, we'll talk mm. about the second half in a minute, but I don't know if it was because Stockport were more, more up for it, which they were, which you'd expect them to be because of the, the fact it's, uh, it's such a big game, cup game for them. Or what? But there was we weren't the better team for the first half. We had better quality, but mm. we didn't have the better with the play. Football. They looked, although they didn't like scoring, they looked more like scoring than us until we scored. Yeah, it was flat, wasn't it? It was, it was like a continuation of the Port Vale game from Tuesday night. Um, mm. I don't really know why. I can't put my finger on it. It's not something I can put my finger on. But we just didn't seem to be able to get into the game. Now, whether that's the way that Stockport approached it, I don't know. Um, it may be that they've. They'd spotted, you know, some sort of Achilles heel and, and and managed to slow it down. And you know what I mean? Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It, it just it just felt flat. Uh, the the midfield really didn't boss the game like we bossed the games that we've done well in this season. Um, mm. You know, Ben Ben Wiles really didn't get into the game at all. 
Rathbone, Rathbone had, had a decent game chasing around. It was kind of his his sort of environment. Um, and 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 Dan Barley's, uh, really didn't get on the ball that much. Um, he, he was doing a lot more defensive duties than he was that sort of quarterback role. Um, so, so yeah, I thought I thought we were flat personally. Hmm. Yeah, but defensively solid, Danny. We uh, we didn't we didn't concede obviously the goal that was offside. And it was offside that comes that was disallowed. But we. As you'd expect, we're two leagues above, but we were kind of defensively solid, and that's that's a great base to build upon. That we didn't really get a much of a sniff. Mm, yeah, I think um, Stockport matches very well. They seem to be very quick to be after our passes, and I think that's why our passes looked very below mm. par. It seems to be uh, teams that know how we play because they play similarly themselves. Like Stockport, are a very high pressing, high scoring team. Um, but their Achilles here, unfortunately, has been the amount of goals they concede. Now, obviously, that was their game plan, just don't concede, or at least don't concede as much. Um, and it sort of worked out for them, and I think that's why the game was flat, just because they were just like exchanging punches but not really hurting each other. Mm. And then, of course, we landed the punch, which was Smith's goal, which was probably the highlight of of the game. I mean, we say that the passing was below par, but it just took that one little laps of concentration from Stockport and bang, we're in. And I've seen mm. people comparing us to Prime Barcelona, it was that good of a goal. And, you know, the, the passing manoeuvre that led to the goal was brilliant. But, but, unfortunately, Stockport's game plan was just to try and match us up. And credit where credit's due, they have done very well. They mm. did cause us problems, not necessarily with... Um, with creating chances, but in the middle of the park, it was so evenly matched in terms of work rate, they just sort of cancelled each other out. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Um, when 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 the when the football was loud played, like I said, the goal we scored was a really nice goal. I thought for the first 15 minutes of the second half, I thought, well, we played some really, really nice football. I thought mm. we should have been two or three up by the 60th minute. Um, frustrating, really frustrating. We couldn't put the game to bed. It should have been a comfortable night. I suppose it was. It was almost as comfortable a one nil as you could you could get because they've never really troubled us. But one nil is never comfortable, I suppose. So <laughs> yeah, um, you always felt that they might have pulled something out of the bag, uh, particularly in that last ten or fifteen minutes. Yeah, I, I was. Dog, I was sweating in the last ten minutes because it's like something's going to happen and it's going to happen up that end, you know. In front mm. of their fans, that's what's going to happen. And by end of it, I was just, I was just sat on the edge of my seat, gripping Andrea, just waiting for full time whistle. Like, and, and, and not not to have a moan or anything, because we know what Rotherham fans are like for moaning. But the <laughs> the the amount of Stockport fans that have had a whine about, oh, you were taking it into the corner and you were wanting the referee to blow the whistle. Like, yeah. yeah, because we're 1-0 up in the last minute against a team yeah. that scored twice in the last minute to draw with to draw with Bolton. You know, yeah. that's, that's why. Yeah, that's why we yeah, took yeah. into the corner because it's like, you know, bloody hell, we don't want it to happen again, you know. Mm. Um, but I think the criticism, <clears throat> the criticism of our home support is a little bit unjustified as well from their side because... With a team in Stockwalk's position playing the team in Rotherham's position, of course you're going to sell out the away end. Yeah. You know, if it all the way around, we would. Yeah. And I mean, they sold out their away allocation at Bolton. Granted, it's just up the road, but, you know, they've sold out a 5,000 allocation. They're going to sell out a 2,000 mm. allocation as well. But for us, we didn't see it as 
as a big as uh, they have <clears throat> they've seen it. They've seen it as a massive opportunity to upset someone. But we're sort of looking at it as you know, it's just second round FA Cup, you know, and that's yeah. probably why we only took four thousand. Um, but yeah, but yeah, there you go. I've said I've said, I've said my moan now. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're bang on. I, I don't have a problem with that. If if we played, I don't know, Barrow, Newport, Wigan, something like that, our home attendance would have been the same because mm. it's an FA Cup game. It, for, being Friday night doesn't help. You know, that's going to knock yeah. a certain number of tickets off as well. Um, and, and being I, the I second of four home games in a row. Yeah, exactly. I think I think all 4,000 home, home, home attendance, roughly 4,000 home attendance for an FA Cup second round, for us, is about standard. So mm. I'm fairly happy with that, Mick. Anything to add? No, no nothing at all. No, I mean, it is what it is, that, isn't it? You know, people can't face run up to Christmas, you know what I mean? It's not, cheap. Well. It's, it's not a cheap night out or a day out, whichever it is, whenever whenever the kickoff is easy. It's three o'clock on a Saturday, it's still 18 quid, isn't it? You know, and we've got some away games coming up over Christmas and, you know, but, yeah. No yeah. issues. Uh, a couple of individual performances to talk about. Well, Smith gets his, uh, got another goal. I think that's his 15th of the season in all competitions. Yep, 15th in all competitions. Um, 51st for the club overall. Which is, again is some great numbers we're looking at. Um, it was all right again, Danny. Again with again with most of the team, I thought we lost when Smith went off. I thought it was very obvious Smith went off, which probably tells us how well he actually played, I suppose. Yeah, and I think it has been Michael Smith's week, hasn't it? You know, he scored against Port yeah. Vale, he scored against Stockport, and there are two goals this week. Um, but yeah, I, I get what you mean when he came off. I think the the defensive. Confidence changed a little bit when Woody went off. I know he went off as a precaution. Mm, we can't really do well to help that, but you know, I, I, I don't know. I think because Woody is the experienced head in defence, he knows how to marshal his, his back line, and he did that in the first half. And I think that's why, even though we weren't up to par in the middle and front third, we were all right in the final in the defensive third. But in like in the second mm. half, sort of we swapped round weirdly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but Michael Smith, he knows where where to be in the box when a when a ball comes in, doesn't he? I mean, Rathbun's done well to create his own space to get into his position, and Smith's just stood there and gone right bang, and it goes to you later. You know that that's what Michael Smith does. Is um, he's definitely worked on his finishing um, <clears throat> this season and probably end of last season because he's sort of shaking off the target man uh, stigma that he had. Last season, he sort of become more of a uh, a general striker, mm. which is great to see, and that's probably why he's netted fifteen out of how many games we played this season. Twenty six, I think. Uh, I think I think it's twenty six. Uh, yeah, about twenty six. Yeah. Yeah, so fifteen out of twenty six games. That's a great return. Mm. I think mm. fair play to him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Chio had a quiet night, Mick, but what that allowed is Mikel Miller to have, again, one of his best games in a Rotherham shirt. I thought he was yeah. superb on the left-hand side. He caused all sorts of problems for all sorts of reasons. Uh, he's getting a run of games. He's playing playing games, as, as uh, obviously, and we're seeing, starting to see what we thought was there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He's, he's just another Chio. He's, he's maybe not got the physical presence that Chio's got, but he's got the pace. Mm. It's got the it's got the ability to take a player on. He's got the ability to see a pass. Defensively, he's really good as well. Um, although uh, I, I, I just tend to miss miss time a couple of challenges per game. 
um, which which means his yellow card count's going to be a bit higher than Chio's. But it's great to have those two players on opposite sides, uh, opposite flanks. It, it really does open up a, a whole world of opportunity, doesn't it? Um, but and his involvement in the goal, you know, the ball through to to Ollie Rathbone from uh, from Miller was excellent. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's like I said, it's almost like having another cheer on the other side. Mm. Yeah, it is. I thought for me, you were man at match. I thought I thought mm. you were excellent. Um, yeah, me too. Also, um, Shane Ferguson was out with a non-COVID illness. Um, should be okay. Sat for Tuesday. Man flu. He's caught. He's caught um, man flu. That's what it is. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Woody came off of that as mentioned a precaution, but he should be back in place uh, for Tuesday night as well. Um, but we're through. We're through to the third round. Is there anything else you want to talk about the match before we talk, move on to the draw? Um, just just Vicky's save in the first half. I mean, mm. because because I was like four feet from where it happened, <laughs> it was like wow. You, you, you know, just, just it's one of the moments where you sort of see the shot coming in, and it sort of happens in slow motion, mm. and it's like every, everyone sat around me like this is going in top bins this, but then Vicky's save that it's like you know. Just, you know, <laughs> that's all you can say. Uh, um, so yeah, fair play to Vickers. But like you say, with Miller and his performance on the left hand side, he effectively nullified one of the key men for Stockport in the Bolton game, which was that Southern Hales. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, like the Stockport guy we had on Russ, um, he said he's a tricky customer. It was overlooked a little bit on Twitter, so I naturally copped in and said he's a tricky customer and Miller neutralised him so yeah. uh, I think both him and Chio are doing very well as wing backs and they are improving their defensive ability as well and I think we I think we called Miller on that left hand side due to his pace as well didn't we exactly we did yep yeah, there exactly. you go there you go we know what we're talking about <laughs> that's proof yeah yeah we don't make stuff up here do we <laughs> is that you taking credit for uh, Warney changing Tactics to, uh, to to nullify Southern, whatever his name is, Southern Comfort. I'm, I'm not going to say anything <laughs> other than if the shoe fits. <laughs> yeah, all right, mate. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, let's move on to the draw. Draw is at seven o'clock, well, roughly seven o'clock on Monday evening. I've put a little graphic together um, to see basically how I think it's going to go one way or the other. So here's what I think in terms of the breakdown. Oh, it's new. We, we say, well, I put a little bit of effort. In. <laughs> oh, okay. Look at this. Wow, yeah. professional. Um, so for me, and you, we'll go for the don't wants first. We don't want any championship teams anywhere, home or away. For me, I don't, I'm not interested. I also don't want any League One teams away, and I also don't want Leeds, City, Villa, Everton, or Newcastle, Norwich away. I think I think most of them at home, but away, I think we've been to a lot of those recently. Um, Thoughts on the don't wants, Danny? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm inclined to agree. Like you say, we don't really want any championship team because we only played them last season. Um, and we all chipped in with a tennis rifle to watch it. Same with League One. I mean, I've just had a quick look at some Gillingham fixtures for today, and they've played Cheltenham three times already this season. Um, <laughs> one in the once in the league, and then once in either cup. So, yeah, I agree. No League One teams. Um, and then, yeah, I think them, them Premier League away teams, yeah, you're not really fancy that. I mean, like we've got in the in the want bracket, I think um, some Premier League teams away that we could do is maybe Liverpool, um, Man United potentially, 
or Tottenham's new ground, I think. Tottenham would be, yeah. Tottenham seems to be the pick for a lot of people because of the new ground, I think. Yeah. Um, I've been there, I told you. You might have mentioned it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, There aren't many non-league teams. I put any any non-league team left anywhere, but there aren't many of them. There are Kidderminster and Chesterfield have gone through today. There will be St. Albans or Boreham Wood who go through on Monday night. Uh, I think that's it for the non-league teams. Yeah, there's Yeovil as well. Yeah, Yeovil. Maybe not Yeovil away. I've put any non-league teams anywhere, but Yeovil away might be a bit of a nightmare. Oh, my. Um, yeah. Um, for me, either in the Championship, Sheffield United or Barnsley, home, probably home or away. I think that'd be good. And I'd take any League One or two teams at home. I wouldn't want them. But if they're going to give me a home tie, those two, if any one of those would fit in. Mick? Thoughts? I don't care. <laughs> no, I do. I, I, I mean, I pretty much agree with what you said there about the, the away, the away games. We don't want to play another championship side. Uh, to be perfectly honest, um, it would be nice to get get a, a decent payday. So I, I'd, I'd, mm. I'd like to put my lay my on at on Tottenham away. I know I'll have that. You know, sixty thousand. Um, so we get a decent payday, a lovely ground to go to. Happy days. The rest, I'm not really bothered to be honest. We'll end up with something like Chesterfield away, won't we? You know what I mean? It'll be, <laughs> that one was bad, would it? Like it's, it's a local derby, and I, and I know that would be a, a real banana skin, but local derby, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Take yeah. pity on them. I just, yeah, let's get let's see if we can make some money out of it before we get kicked out. <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> see what yeah. we can make and let's cut and run. <laughs> uh, Jamie thinks, Jamie, like Newcastle away. Um, like Smithy doing the Shearer celebration. If we're going to get Newcastle, let's get them at home because I don't want to do them steps again. Them steps <laughs> away are a nightmare. Yeah, they are. That's the only reason for that. Um, I've heard that, um, that Newcastle are now providing a Sherpa service to get to the top of their away <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, yeah. do you know what? With that, with that Newcastle uh, stadium and the away end, for what, for, if you could call it that, I, for me, that is the ultimate disrespect to away supporters for me. It really is an absolute. It's, it's embarrassing. It's like, what? What is the point? You know what I mean? What is the point of anybody so, being so, up there? So you can't have an impact on your on your team, innit? Uh, yeah. Well, I suppose mm. it is really. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, it takes but, but, but they still I, take I, you. Our ground where the fans are close by. Anyway, yeah, yeah. It, it creates a better atmosphere. You're still paying yeah. the same amount of money from somebody who sat next to next sat next to pitch. How is that? It's, anyway, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Anyway, that's just me well, moaning because I'm an old dad. Jake Kidd would like Chesterfield or Man U away. Those two very different teams, but yeah. 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 Um, Big well, I was at the there, Jake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Steve Adams, David Seaman's doing the draw on Monday night, so hopefully he can pull us out of one draw. Uh, Arsenal. Arsenal away. We haven't been to Arsenal since 2000 and whatever. We've never been to Emirates, so that'd be again yeah. a new London ground. Yeah, yeah. Uh, B. Woodcock, Liverpool away. Um, that'd be interesting. We have been to Liverpool. The problem with Liverpool is it'd be another city, it'd be a great day out, but we would get absolutely spanked. So it, it depends it, 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 on where the club plays his first team. Mm. Sorry, there. No, 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 it's all right. It's all right, but yeah, it, just you send me out with this one. Liverpool at home, right? Uh, um, Klopp is one of the managers. Who does like to have a moan around the festive, around festive period fixtures? You know about where, uh, the amount of fixtures that are piled up and everything. 
And then generally, <clears throat> excuse me, does go with a younger side against lower league teams in the FA Cup. Now, would it be funny to beat Liverpool at home if they play the kids who have already gone out of the Pizza Cup this season? That wouldn't would be good, to be fair. That, wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> yeah, it would. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but well, that's the game. Any any Premier League team is not going to take it seriously, so uh, would not take us seriously. Sorry. No, absolutely. I, you know, if if we do draw a Premier League side, whether it be home or away, like you said, they are going to rest players unless it's Pep, obviously. Oh, even if he rests players, he's still got a a world class first eleven, second eleven. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, we'll see. Well, that's, that's why getting something like Newcastle, Burnley, teams like that. Are not uh, you know what Burnley are like? Sean Dyche couldn't care less about anything unless it's the Premier League. So they no. they lost to Lincoln for God's sake. So somebody like that is still a Premier League team, but it gives us a chance of a, of a big upset because we'll take it more seriously than them. But I, I know on the last podcast we we praised Tony Stewart loads and loads and loads, didn't we? And we praised him a lot, and um, we obviously we're obviously mm-hmm. big fans of Tony Stewart. You know, it, think about you've got about to think about Tony. If we get Newcastle home or away. Then he's going to have to deal with that woman in charge at Newcastle. True, and and I would not wish that on anybody. I, I mean, she, she, I mean, I don't know. She's some sort of Good. cyborg robot type woman, isn't she? She's just. Well, she wouldn't need feeding, then, would she? Yeah, I suppose she'd be cheap. Yeah, she'd be cheap, for, cheap, uh, cheap for snack, wouldn't she? Just feed her some oil or whatever it is robots run on nowadays. She. I can I can see why she's in charge of a football club because she obviously does not take prisoners, does she? No, no. Um, <laughs> Nobody comes yeah. out of there alive. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Um, and then we've she got might be a lovely woman. <laughs> yeah, maybe she might be. Um, she's clearly very rich, working for the Saudis, so. There you go. She probably don't care what we think, which is fair enough. The only way she becomes a really lovely woman is if she stood on our open deck at New York Stadium and she's just throwing money into the crowd. That's, that, that, <laughs> that's, then she's a lovely woman, best woman on earth. Yeah. Um, I see the draws on 7 o'clock on Monday. We'll be keeping a close eye on that just to see what we get. I'm sure it'll be underwhelming. We'll see. Um, before we move on to the Gillingham game... Um, let's briefly talk about Papa John's. A pizza trophy was made on Saturday lunchtime, um, and it is Crew Alexandra away. Um, Mick, uh, I, I'm trying to think of a question to ask you, but I know for a fact you're going to say, I don't care, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, man. yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't care. I mean, it would have been nice to have one at home. Uh, I, I certainly will not be going to that as uh, as an away game. Um, I, I'm sure you won't either, Danny. May I don't know, but um, yeah, it is what it is, isn't it? Don't care. I'm not bothered. Interested. At least, we, at least we've not got an under twenty one side. Sorry. I assume Danny, you'll be going to Crew. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, and for anyone who is thinking about going to Crew, uh, can we part? are running a bus there. Um, I, I apologise for my mic. I am getting Mick shouting at me in the private chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, it'll fix itself at some point. We know, know what it's like. Uh, but yeah, if you're thinking about going to crew, you know, new grounds, all that sort of thing, uh, Kimmy Park are doing a bus if we get enough numbers. I think we're in the low 20s mm. at the minute. 
Um, so yeah, if you want to book on, 12 quid, come with us. Party bus, sorted. <laughs> <laughs> but New, Year, New Year's party bus, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, then the first first week of January, uh, with the game before the FA Cup game, so another, another week of cup expenses, depending on who we get in the FA Cup. Um, so yeah, there's not really much more to mention about Papa, jo- Papa John's at the minute. That's it. That's all we've got for it. So let's move on to Gillingham on Tuesday. We've had, what, a 10-day break from the Football League. Um, I'm going to return with Steve Evans as Gillingham coming to town. Uh, I haven't got a Gillingham fan on. We haven't arranged a Gillingham fan because I forgot. Um, so we're going to have to do that without that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a shame. Well, I know they've got a lot of problems going off at, um, at their place. So it would be interesting to hear about those. But not going to happen. Um we could just speculate. That's that's what we do best, I think. Um, uh, it, it, it's a it's a real surprise that they've got problems when they've got Steve Steve Evans as manager being such a, a stable and um, and reasonable and, and sort of compromising kind of guy. I'm amazed that um, there's any form of <laughs> feathers ruffled there. It's a real <laughs> shock. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's problem shockingly. I think it's. Uh... I know. <laughs> That chairman yeah. Paul Scally's been around for a while. Like, he's always been a bit dodgy. Um, and clues in title there, isn't it? Clues in name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, let's go referee watch. I've got a ref watch in front of me, so let's start with that. The referee is Ross Joyce on Tuesday night. Um, he last refed us in the last game before lockdown, the Rochdale 3-1 defeat. So let's hope it's not a bad. <laughs> it can't be that bad, can it, to be fair? So... <laughs> Um, yeah, well, you would hope not, wouldn't you? No, um, no, it's been a fact. We get an extra break, Danny, because one of the benefits of playing Friday is that we get an extra day's rest before the league game. Um, so it gives us more likely chance to be almost unchanged. The only change for me may be Miller for Ferguson if you want to go a bit more defensive. Other than that, can you see any changes? Assuming Woody's fit, um, no, I don't think so. I think, um, the only change. Change we might see the change of goalkeeper, but mm. yeah, I don't know. I think um, we might not see Ferguson again just as a precaution thing, just so if he's not 100% recovered from whatever illness it was, um, he might get rested and keep Miller in. <clears throat> um, but no, I, I can see more or less the same 11 starting. I mean, they might try it a bit different and go Greg up top instead of Freddie. Um, but no, yeah, I, I think the same 11 should be all right. Yeah, I think so. Interesting one with Vickers and Victor Mick because we were sort of we were all speculating between us last week who's going to be in, who's we are, who's going to, who's not going to be, and we're still no nearer knowing who is number one really because it was a cup game, and yeah, then we yeah. all assumed Victor was going to be in, but then Vickers came in and did did fairly well to be fair. But has Victor got the league shirt for you? What do you think? I don't know. It's a difficult one. Well, I mean, the only the only way we're going to be able to tell the answer to that question is right on Tuesday, isn't it? Um, you know, I mean, he did well enough against um, against Ipswich, kept a clean sheet. So Oxford. I can't see any reason why. Port Vale. So again, did he play Port Vale, yeah. Did, yeah. Oxford, sorry, yeah, as well, yeah. So I, I can't really see. I, I don't know why he changed it to be honest, um, unless Victor's got a little knock or a niggle or. I don't know, but having said that, we were on bench, weren't you, on, uh, on Friday night? Mm. So, it's a, a, a strange one. Uh, it it kind of doesn't fit with the you've got the shirt, it's yours to lose um, attitude that we seem to have had up to this point. So, 
there'll be a reason, I'm sure. Uh, but it does make our final predictions for Tuesday a little bit more uh, a bit more difficult, doesn't it? Yeah, it cost cost me one on Saturday and on Friday. I assume Victor's yeah. starting. And yeah, me too. Panel, yep, same. Like, thanks for that warning. <laughs> yeah, uh, just all we ask is for a bit of consistency. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you said that it looks like Josh Chapman's gone out on loan, Danny? Uh, Frickley I Athletic think? tweet tweet Frickley Athletic tweeted about him being their man of the match, and that's the only thing I've seen about it. Uh, I'll see if we can find a tweet now. It's uh, where is Frickley Athletic into it? I said. I'm I'm having a Google of this. Frickley Athletic <laughs> FC. Uh, where are we? So they yeah, tweeted you know. on Saturday. Where are we? Apologies, this is this bit's riveting viewing and listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listening. You know that bit when Matt had the graphic up and we said we're really professional. Yeah, that's gone out of the window now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah but Frickle Athletic on nine o'clock on Saturday night. Uh, big shout out to Josh Chapman. Great debut today. And he's replied saying thank you. So it looks like Josh Chapman, I assume I don't know. I'm not going to have gotten have released him. Um, yeah, I've, I've just I've just found it. Um, interesting. That could be like maybe an emergency loan, maybe because I know we're quite well connected with Frickley because of um, Dave mm. and Lee Frecklington being there. Um, so yeah, that could be maybe a short term loan thing, um, or because it's basically just a matchup between Victor and Vickers in goal. Mm. Maybe sent him out just to get a few minutes. You know, keep him match fit if you like, because I know he is our uh, technically our youth keeper, isn't he? Really, um, but he's one of them youth keepers where we will probably get him in the first team wherever we can, probably in cup games potentially, but, but further down the line, you know. Mm. Um, but no, if, if he's um, if he's had a great debut for Frickley, then you know, fair play to him. Um, yeah. He's just been kept very quiet, weirdly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Range. He's got his work cut out for him at, uh, at Rotherham United at the moment. Until let's be fair, yeah, because um, he's got two equally good goalkeepers ahead of him. So his, his best case scenario for him is going to be if somebody gets injured and he's on bench. You know, um, the, the so. thing is, he's not got he's not got two aging keepers either. He's got Victor no. as a young keeper and Vickers, mm-hmm. who isn't. He's not necessarily young, but he's not an old keeper. No. So it's not like he's coming in to see how somebody's career and then take over. It he is. An out and out third choice keeper, but yeah, fair play to him. It's good. It's good to see him going out and getting games. That's yeah, yeah. the best way to put it. Uh, see, asked, "What's the situation with card situation? Have we escaped the likelihood of any imminent bans?" For the most part, yes. I still haven't seen any clarification on Oi Rathbone. He picked up his fifth booking of the season in the nineteenth game of the season. Um, so it's from that. It sounds like he may be banned for Tuesday, but. I haven't seen the report anywhere else. That's just sort of us speculating. Um, and the, the FA website is very, very unclear. So keep an eye on that for the starting 11. For the pre-match press, I assume that'll be confirmed in the pre-match presser. Um, I assume it's Monday. So keep an eye out for that, I suppose, to Paul Davis tweets and things like that. Uh, we certainly we certainly will. Um, Absolutely. If he hasn't got a, a ban, it clearly didn't affect the FA Cup, which, we, again, we thought it did. shows how uh, unprepared and uh, knowledgeable we are. Uh, speaking of which, I've just had a scroll through Frickley's Twitter and it looks like it is some sort of emergency short-term loan right. sort of thing because there was no official announcement of, you know, all Josh Chapman's signed mm. on loan. Um, it's more of a, we've posted the team sheet and Josh Chapman's on loan from Rotherham. 
<laughs> you know, and they starting against Shildon, you know, so it, it's like yeah. them to the one of things. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's come a bit out of the blue. Um. Mm. <laughs> yeah. the, the times as they are, though, with COVID and everything else, you know, these sorts of things happen probably more yeah. often than we're aware of, don't they? You know. Yeah, so. it's like um, the keeper who in goal for Oxford when we played him, he's on emergency loan mm. from Birmingham. Yeah. Um. Yeah, again, due to managers' connections. Um. So yeah, but anyway, well done, Josh, on having a good debut. Fair play. <laughs> what was Carl? You mean you mean somebody somebody likes Carl Robinson? Apparently so. Yeah, apparently he's got a few contacts at Birmingham. Well, Lee Bowyer in it, so yeah. It's like yeah, weird people. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brooks Simcox up the Millers, and he also mentions that Vickers was class and man a match for him in the uh, Friday night game, which I thinks. He did have a very good game, to be fair. Charlie mm. uh, Hawks is with us. Thinks we're going to win the league very easily. Um, <laughs> we agree. Um, it's a test this though, Mick, because not necessarily because of Gillingham. They are a standard League One team. You know, we played Burton on Saturday. I mean, these are going to be two very similar teams. But it's all because of the way we've played in the past two games. I'm not going to count the Oxford game mm. because of the conditions. We need to step back up. We've got. We yeah. need to get back up a level to where we were for me. Yeah, I mean, we've, we talked about this on, on Friday night on my own front game, Matt, didn't we? You know, we set the bar very, very high in, these, uh, in, this, in this unbeaten run. Um, and we've had a couple of three games now probably where we've not performed to the level that we have done. And, and, and whilst we've not lost, you know, it, it kind of feels a bit of a letdown when we, you know, when, when we're sort of coming away from the Stockport game thinking, well, we're all a bit flat and everything. Um, but, but, you know, we're still not losing games. That these these two could be quite difficult games in the sense that they are games that we are expected to win. You know, there's we're not the underdogs, not even close to being the underdogs. And 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 the longer this run continues, obviously the less less chance we are going to be of, of of being underdogs. And I think that's a position that we like. So you know, he's going to have one is going to have some some motivating to do because 18 games unbeaten, you play the team that's down bottom bottom end of the division. Um, you know, a team that you should be beating on paper. You know, it, it, it can be, it can be tricky. It can be tricky. So um, they're going to have to be professional um, and, and up the game as well. Mm. They haven't won since the nineteenth of October, and to be fair, they only beat Donny. So does that even count as a win? <laughs> Just. Does it really? Oh, I mean, they got three points. They got three points for it, but it's like being under <laughs> like 12s. It's not. Okay, so yeah, they're, they're on a really bad run of form. Um, they've lost their last four in all competitions. Um, two of those were to Cheltenham, one in the cup, one in the league. Um, they also lost to Crew, who again are down there. And I was one of the teams struggling this season. Crew, we, we were, you know, how, how much better than Crew were we when we played them? Um, and they also lost to Portsmouth. Uh, one nil as well, um, but the Drury Wednesday. Like if, if you if you if you look at the game against Wednesday, which was during our international break, Danny Sheffield Wednesday didn't like it, the way they played. They they were very by the sounds of it, they played very much the Wickham role, slowing the game down, stopping it, taking half of the point as 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 they should be really. So mm -hmm. maybe we expect that. For me, that's what I'm expecting. Yeah, and I think um, I think because Warney probably knows. The way Steve Evans plays as well after being his fitness coach, um, that might play into our hands a little bit. But 
just looking at their money games, they've only won once away in the league this year. So there was a couple of draws chucked in, but generally they're not <clears throat> um, at the top end, shall we say, when it comes to away games. Um, but again, Gillingham are one of them teams where it could be a banana skin. Like we said, Stockport was probably a bit of a banana skin. Well, Gillingham could be the League One equivalent, you know. Mm. Uh, if we were to let a guard down against him, they'd probably snatch a goal and <laughs> and win the thing, wouldn't they? Um, but yeah, just keep keep our heads, keep concentrating, and just take it game by game. That's the cliche, but it works, doesn't it? Oh, it does. Yeah, it absolutely does. Um, and they've got they've got goal scorers. Is it Vadim Oliver um, who who was who scored twenty plus goals from last season? Um, there are a team around the relegation zone, but as as with most teams in League One, they aren't a set of mugs. They've got players who can score goals, cause problems, um, and it won't be it won't be taken lightly, will it? Let's be fair. Um, no, it can't do, can it? It can't do. You know, we need to get those performance levels back up to back up to the level that we've been at because we're going to have some tough games coming up in the new year. Um, and and well, they're all tough games, aren't they? Let's be fair. But we're going to have some tougher games, some some more difficult uh, challenges coming up. So we need to get that performance level back to where it was. Uh, and I'm sure Warney knows that, and the team know that. And 18 games unbeaten, you're going to have a, a run within that 18 games where you're not playing to a to a really high standard. It's inevitable, isn't it? Hopefully, this these last three games were games that probably under normal circumstances we might have might have lost at least one of them. We've come through them, and now we can get back up again and, uh, and 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 keep moving on. I just hope this this I just hope people don't keep banging on too much about this unbeaten run. I don't want to. Let's just sweep it under the carpet. Let's not talk about it till it gets to thirty. Then we'll talk about <laughs> it. Yeah. Well, we 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 can now continue our unbeaten league run. Just to keep talking about unbeaten stuff, make yeah, they do that then instead. Yeah. Do, 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 think about what I said and then do it opposite. That's about we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> what? What are we? Are we on twelve or thirteen unbeaten, Danny? In league, uh, I believe it's thirteen. I think. Yeah. Um, and and this this comes from not an arrogant place, but we we're now on a set of fixtures where we could, and on paper should be making that unbeaten run. Even even higher number, Gillingham, Burton, Cambridge, Accrington are our next four games. That's an okay set of fixtures, Danny. We ain't got none of those are top teams. Burton, I think, are the highest out of those teams. We've got to make these games count as much yeah. as we had to make the Sunderland and Pompey game count. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, <clears throat> I know Rotham's a little bit of a stereotype in League One is that we do well against the big clubs, if you like. Um, but we always have a tough test against the. Um, not to call them smaller teams because that sounds a bit too arrogant, but the teams who stereotypically don't finish high in League One mm. will we'll say that sounds nicer, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh, this plays into what Warney said that to be anywhere up near the top, we need to get through winter and do it well. And I think this perfectly lines it up. We're going through a winter that on paper has some easier fixtures but could also prove to be very tricky you know with like mm. slowing the slowing the game down um not really letting us play the way we want to this is probably when the test begins if you like because we've already lost to Fleetwood which was probably the one hiccup and I think against some of the <clears throat> teams like your Gillingham's like your Burton's it could potentially catch us out again mm. but on the flip side we don't play 
a team in the current top nine until I think we play Chef Wednesday in February. I yeah. think I think that's how long it is until we play another team that's yeah, <clears> at the minute in the top top nine. Um, yeah. So hopefully it is, it is plain, yeah, but hopefully it is plain sailing. Uh, but I have my suspicions we will hit rough waters in the new year. Mm. Yeah, we will. Um, yeah, uh, Russ Bailey, great to chat with you on Friday night, Danny. Um, yep. Keep it the good work and great listen up the Millers. Thank you very much, mm-hmm. Russ. Yeah, much appreciate it. Um, so yeah, line up, Mick. How unchanged? Uh, assuming Rathbone's not suspended because we haven't heard that he is. Mm-hmm. Are you going fully unchanged? Um, yeah, I think I probably would. I, I think I probably would to that starting eleven. Um, I, I'm assuming, I, I suspect he might be uh, on a ban. In which case, you just drop Lindsay in there and job done in it. You know. It was good. To be fair, when Lindsay came on on Friday, I thought he did well. Yeah, he did really well, yeah. He offers something different, like we discussed before, but um, he's, he's a great option. Um, so, so yeah, I, I don't see any. I don't see the point in making any changes. Um, we've been so good so far. So, yeah, I, assuming that there's no injuries or niggles or in, illnesses. Yeah. Um, any issues with Freddie? Danny obviously didn't score, but uh, would, is there any temptation from your side to bring Grigg in? Um, potentially. I mean, it might just be one of them things where if they're expecting us to play a certain way by starting Smith and Freddie, and then we shake it up by playing Smith and Grigg, because I mean, it's, it's effectively a given that Michael Smith's going to start whenever he's not suspended or injured, and he don't get yeah. injured. Um, touch wood. Yeah, touch all the wood you've got, Danny. Yeah, t- yeah. Touch wood. <laughs> t- touch wood. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably when Grigg will come in for Freddie just to. Surprise potentially, you know, just shake up a little bit. Um, but yeah, and we and we make if everyone's fit and not suspended, I'd say same 11, give them a run in the team, maybe try and work on where it didn't go right against Stockport. Because, because like um, Michael Eckway said in his interview, they're going to sit, they've sat down over the weekend to review it, what went wrong, what didn't quite work. Um, as every football team does like, but. Hopefully they just sit down and look at it and go right. If we play the same eleven, we know what we have to do now. Hmm. Which I'm sure they will because it's Rotherham yeah. United and that's what we do. <laughs> exactly. Um, the conditions may not suit again. Uh, obviously against Oxford we had Storm Arwin, Storm Arwin, um, Storm Barra or Barra, whatever you pronounce it, is coming on Tuesday. A yellow warning of wind in the area. So. Again, it may be a similar situation. Obviously, we've got a better stadium in terms of keeping the atmosphere in than Oxford. Um, yeah, because they've got a giant hole at one end. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The problem is when wind gets into the stadium, it tends to stay in there and all, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, it does. Whatever. Um, whatever. So we'll see about that. I don't, yeah. Obviously, that's... See, see. We, we can't predict it, obviously. <laughs> Same for both sides as well, isn't it? Same for both teams. So. Yeah, but it's, if you're coming to spoil, which... We assume yeah. Gillingham are that suits the team who's coming to spoil, doesn't it? Really, yeah, it does mm. definitely. Yeah, I mean, we may be underselling Gillingham to be, I don't think we are, but <laughs> yeah, Steve Evans, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I mean, the one <laughs> thing, the one thing I will say about Steve Evans' time at Gillingham, I was quite um surprised at his interview that he that he gave where it's hard to motivate the motivator. Mm. You know, one of them like, yeah. is everything all right, Steve? You know, what's happening at Gillingham there? Because there was a rumour yeah. about him going into League Two. Was it to manage Hartley? Stevenage. Oh, Stevenage, that was it, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so, 
you know, you know, yeah. I hope everything's okay at home, Steve. And I mean that like wholeheartedly, you know. Yeah. You know, in that comment he made, I mean, I've seen that, I've seen that quote. Who was he referring to as being the motivator? Him, chairman. Yeah. He was referring yeah. to him as the motivator, but somebody needs to motivate the motivator. Mm. Which, is, which is fair. Yeah. You, you, you look at our club, you look, you've got Tony Stewart and you listen to his interview. His, his, his job is to keep Paul Warren on the right path. That's part of his. That's part of a chairman's role. And I'm it, it's also worth noting that he may be spoiled. He's had Tony Stewart as a chairman. He went to Leeds and had whatever what's his face as chairman, the madman. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's all not going very well. And I think... This guy at Gillingham is a bit of a well. I already said what I think he is, so I feel a bit sorry for him. I do. I do feel a bit sorry for him. But I, I, what 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 sort of confused me is that uh, I I understood, and, and uh, it's just been confirmed to me that Steve Evans considers himself a motivator. <laughs> I mean that that just that I find that I find that incredible. I do think he means in the sense of the manager his his role is to motivate the players to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Him himself is a personal motivator, <laughs> unless it's a forty-yard screamer from Ravel at Wembley, or where it's somewhere or somewhere we're at. Um, but, but but yeah, I get what you yeah. mean. To, to refer to himself as the motivator, I think, is a bit strong. But to ambitious, to to, yeah, but, but not <laughs> but not brilliant. But, not brilliant. <laughs> um, but yeah, but and it, it does seem it did seem a little bit downtrodden in that interview. So <coughs> he might not have the support that Warren's got from Stuart. With us, um, and I think that is another one of Big Tony's strengths. He motivates the man who motivates the squad, who then motivate mm-hmm. themselves to play well, which is the, the chain link that you want at a football club, really, isn't it? it is. Yeah, it is. Any organisation, really. We mentioned well, look, you look at our chairman, we talked about him last week, you look at Sheffield Wednesday now and their season ticket fiasco, which they've got going oh, down. Oh, yeah. But although, from from a Rotherham point of view, that may it's, a lot of Wednesday fans are speculating that this is a potential way to get some income because they are potential. This is all potential and rumored cash flow problems. So if anybody's not seen this, Sheffield mm. Wednesday have released an early bird season ticket offer, offer where they can pay for next season's season ticket in full within the next two or three weeks. If they don't pay it in that two or three weeks, then the price will go up. There's no multi finance option. Uh, and it's got to be done where you've got a very, very short two or three week, two or three window to pay full price, otherwise your price will increase. So there's a lot of upset Wednesday fans, rightly so as well. I think that's, that's a bizarre offer. Again, offer's not the right word. Um, I think someone needs to press the uh, emergency meeting button because that's kind of sus to me. It's very sus to me, yeah. Very, yeah. very. Do you remember... Yeah. Um, a few years ago, when they did the whole ten-year season ticket thing with the aim to get back <laughs> yeah. to the Premier League, yeah. And, and, apparently, you know, apparently, I was thinking of Wednesday fan at weekend. Four people bought those ten-year season tickets if they got to Premier League. Four people paid thousand, whatever it was. It was a lot of money. And again, if nobody knows, it was a you paid an X amount, and when if Wednesday got to the Premier League, you get ten-year free season ticket. And it was a lot of money. It was several thousand pounds, and four people paid that money. For one of the very few moments in my life, I am speechless at that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that, the only reason that's worth mentioning is because if they are in cash flow problems, that's going to impact the January transfer window. 
And they've already been warned if they don't pay their players on time again, they will get a points deduction. So it's yeah. worth keeping an eye on. It's uh, another so six, that. isn't it? Is it another six? I think it's another six, yeah. I think it yeah. is. Um, so it's certainly worth keeping an eye on that um, from a Rotherham point of view. Oh, so it is funny to laugh, and it is funny to laugh, um, but it may affect us in a positive way uh, as mm. well. Um, anything else? I think we've just about covered most of it. Is anything else Rotherham or slightly tenuously Rotherham-related stuff you want to cover? No, not really. Not for me. I think you could cover the uh, Ipswich's um, march towards him. glory, if you want. Yeah. I'm really surprised about that. Yeah. I think, again, I think that's good news for us. I, th- yeah, I think yeah. they got it right. Danny, what do you yeah. think? I think um, <clears throat> they watched our podcast and got upset that we've highlighted Paul Cook's comments about where the Rotherham <laughs> is the, the mark we strive for. I think they've got upset and sacked him because of it. Um, but no, I think um, there is a lot of noise coming out of the Ipswich uh, branch of Twitter that their owners have basically just dropped the ball on this one and they've sacked him because they weren't top of the league effectively. Mm. Um, which is a shame because in their statement they said about he's not, he, he wasn't taking the club in the right direction for their long-term plan. Now... they got a long-term what, plan. Exactly. Like what long-term plan... <laughs> Involves hiring a manager in March, sacking him in December, when he's done a full rebuild in the summer, spent loads of money on players, including wages. They're 11th in the league, not doing that poorly. You know, like not not they're not up there, but they're not exactly like 16th, are they? Mm. Um, so it's like, where was how? Hey, like what long term plan? I thought your long term plan was just to get to the champ back to the championship. That's our plan every season. That we come yeah. down here, so it, it's, a, it's a baffling decision, to be honest. I mean, yeah. I don't think that. Uh, I don't think what you've just said there, Danny, is going to go down. Would go down well with them, to be honest with you, because um, <laughs> well, it, it, it makes sense. Yeah, I hope. I hope it it I makes hope perfect sense what you just said. I hope, I hope they're yeah. watching this one and they see me I calling mean, them out on it because it's b- a really bizarre decision. It makes no sense. Mm. No, I always, I always measure it on, on other managers. If we needed a manager, would I take them? I would absolutely take Paul. If, if Paul won left tomorrow for one reason or another, go get Paul Cook. He'd be perfect. At this level, he'd be brilliant and it baffles me that they got rid of him. Completely baffled. I think the, the only issue with Paul Cook is that he seems very set in his ways. But, is that? But... Chris Wilder is very set in his ways, and look where that took Sheffield United. Yeah, you know, just just as as one example, it's not really about it's just patience. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and I mean, we've recently just passed Warney's five year anniversary as our manager, and I, I don't quite know the exact date how long he's been with our club. I think he's been here about hundred years now <laughs> since that, since first coming as a player. Um, but when Warney took over as manager, like right off his first championship season because mm. there was nothing he could do with that one. But take it from his first League One season, it has been a work in progress the whole time. And it's taken us four years, four full seasons to get probably one of the best Rotherham United squads together since the early 80s in terms yeah. of play, individual player quality and working as a team. So to sack a manager after only nine months without his squad being able to fully engage with his way of playing is doesn't make sense you know if if you're trying to get out of this division you need to set a target of 
you know, we need to back, back the manager. And if it don't work after his, after his full contract's up, then we get rid and try again. You can't unless, you, unless they were barreling towards relegation. Yeah, unless you're barreling towards that. relegation, which is why we sacked Alan Stubbs. Yeah. You know, he said the aim for Oldham is the playoffs. And after 19 games, when he was sacked, we were rock bottom with seven points. Yeah, That's when you get rid, because that hasn't worked and exploded in your face. But with Paul Cook, it was it was gelling, but it wasn't a fluid machine yet. Mm. And, and, I, and I think if it had, had another season, it probably would have got them going again. But yeah. anyway, it's not, it's, not, it's not our club. We concentrate on where we're going. We've got Paul Ward. We are happy at the top of the championship, uh, at the top of League One, heading towards the championship. We help very much so, <laughs> and, and and quite frankly, Ipswich, whatever they've got these owners, if this is what they if this is the way they're going to behave, will be remaining in League One, or they may yeah. go to they may go up to Championship, but they'll ultimately get found out because you can't buy your way up there. Mm. Well, yeah, ask Derby, exactly, uh, <laughs> and Wednesday and Reading and and Wigan and Sunderland. You know, ask all these clubs have tried to do it. Mm. I, I find it naive. Yeah. Words, really. Anyway, yeah, great. Um, Happy days. Thank you all for watching. If you're on YouTube, please make sure you've subscribed. Um, we want to push towards 500 subscribers for the new year, and we've just ticked over to 400. So if you aren't already subscribed, please do. If you watch it on Facebook as well, same thing. Go to YouTube and give us a subscribe. If you're on iTunes, make sure you've given us a five star rating. See if we can get some more of those, and make sure you've subscribed. Um, same with Spotify. Make sure you follow us on there. Um, and if you are, if we are your top listener on Spotify, let us know. We always want to know that yeah. on the wrap uh, for the year for Spotify. Let us know about that. That'd be uh, be like hearing about it. Don't um, We will be back on Thursday evening where we will review the Gillingham game and we're looking ahead to another, the final of the four home games in a row, Burton Albion on Saturday. Um, keep an eye out for some stuff. We may do something in relation to FA Cup draw and something like that, but keep an eye on the socials. You'll see everything on there. Um, so follow us on Twitter. We did a match day live space on Twitter after the game. We may not do it on Tuesday if it's quite late, but if you follow us on there, you'll be able to see when we do anything live through there and join in anything you want. Um, Danny, always a pleasure to have you with us, mate. And your microphone did sort itself out very good. Hey, there we go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And Mick, there were no problems with your microphone, unfortunately. No, unfortunately. I'll, I'll, I'll try and sort it out for next time. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> um, thank you, everybody, and we'll see you next time.